This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. And joining us now to discuss all of this is the former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. under then-President Trump, Ambassador Kelly Kraft. Ambassador Kraft, great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me today. You know, Ambassador Kraft, what's your reaction to President Zelensky of Ukraine? He was pleading today to the U.N. Security Council to basically remove Russia or, if not, dissolve. Why do you exist, basically? You know, I can completely understand President Zelensky's anger. If you, if you think about the way the veto power has been abused, you know, it has been abused as far as using it more frequently to protect individual countries' interests or, you know, actually for very cheap political reasons. And, and from my perspective, from holding, you know, countries accountable And this misuse of the veto is undermining the entire legitimacy of the council, and it's really preventing the Security Council from having an effective, you know, from really fulfilling its duty. And what is that duty? Rita, that duty is to maintain international peace and security. That's why they were formed in 1945. Exactly right. And so here, Russia and places like China as well, have the veto power. So what can they do? Can they be removed? Can Russia be removed? Because to your point, Ambassador Kraft, it seems stunning that they would be on a Security Council designed to keep the peace and have mutual respect. Surely what they've done has not adhered to that. Well, I think that you're looking at Article 27 of the UN Charter, and it's a little more complicated because if you remember, there are other countries that would like to also change and to be part of the P5. So once you begin making change, then you're opening this up to having to, I mean, we would like, obviously, for China not to have veto power. And and there are other countries that believe they deserve a seat on the council as part of a P5. So at this moment, I think that this is something to, you know, to put on the back burner. It's more complicated than people understand. What I'm very concerned about are the revelations that we all witnessed today that were played out in the Security Council and for the rest of the world to see in Busha. I mean, these revelations, I would be very angry if I were President Zelensky because, you know, he understands this is standard operation in the practice of this war by the Russians. This is what they did in Syria. And Busha is only an example of what is happening in other areas. So what does the world need to do now? What do you think? Well, I firmly believe that the Russians wanted to drive all of our focus on areas that are free. Because if they focus, if we focus on Busha and the, the fact that these atrocities are horrendous, do you know this is going on right now in areas under their control and other areas that will soon come under their control? So this is basically, I believe, ethnic cleansing. This is no different than Rwanda or the Balkans. I mean, this is, it's systemization by a huge state actor to a subjugated population. This is happening every single day. What's happened in Busha is peanuts to what's happening 
and what's going on right now in Mariupol and what's going on in the east. Zelensky is not asking us to send our troops in. He's asking us for resources, resources to stop these atrocities. But we need to act. So I want to ask you, Ambassador Kraft, what does that mean? Does that mean, do you believe from your experience, and you know, you were a terrific ambassador, you know the UN, you know so many of these developments that are happening. Do you believe that indeed we should be sending, what, more military hardware? Uh, you're talking about the MiGs. What are you suggesting? I think we should send everything that Zelensky is requesting. Remember, he's not asking us to send our troops. He's not asking us to go to war. He is asking for military equipment to be able to defend Ukraine. This is what he's asking for. You know, what I'm concerned about, we talk about, and I think it's great that, that President Biden is, it has identified him as a war criminal. He is. And now we're speaking about war, you know, the war, the, the trials in the, within the international system. That's great. But we should do that in, later on. What I'm worried about right now, and I know, Rita, you're worried about this also, is what's going to happen. Are more women going to be raped between now and May the 5th, the Victory Day, which is what I think Putin is shooting for on May the 5th? Are more people going to be executed? Are more families going to be displaced? I mean, this is urgent. We have got to mobilize our voices. We've all got to be singing the same song together very loudly from both sides of our party. So do you believe, Ambassador Kraft, now is the time that, you know, united together, we say we're going to give everything we can. Again, still, you know, their boots on the ground, not U.S. boots on the ground, but give them everything militarily, um, clearly ASAP, because there is a narrow window. Absolutely. I mean, they're asking us to mobilize. They're asking us to, to engage all of the countries that have been asked to, to give, whether it's the MIGs, whether it's the 400s. We need to give more than just more than what we're giving at this moment because Putin is driving toward whatever line that he can get to by May the 5th so that then he can offer a ceasefire. And I think we talked about this earlier in the week the two of us, what he's going to do if we don't insist that we move his line back to where it was before the invasion, he's going to get where he wants to be, continuing future activity of, of the same things that we've all just witnessed in Busha, and then he's going to start it all over again. These mass rapes, these targeted executions, you know, they're going into these cities. You know, they're checking people's, you know, their phones to see where they're aligned with. They're checking their, 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 some of them are being released. Some people are being detained. Some are being forcibly conscripted. They're checking them for, you know, Russian nationalist tattoos. They're examining the inhabitants of these cities. We need to give whatever resources from the U.S., from NATO, from the world to liberate these areas. Now, do you believe Ambassador Kraft, as chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, said today that this could last years? Do you believe that? And obviously nobody wants that. No, no one wants that. But I, I, I don't know about years. But if what we're all witnessing is occurring, I believe it could be a slow process. And when in, in war lasting years, I think there's going to be a, a war on our economy. So there's going to be several 
unintended consequences that we're seeing now, whether it's from the famine on the continent of Africa, you know, the lack of wheat, the fertilizer, the, you know, it's, it's going to be causing conflict in areas because, as you know, when there's famine in countries, conflicts arise. So not only will this war be drawn out in Ukraine, but it's going to cause other conflicts to become reignited. Conflicts that we've actually, the U.S. and the world has, has had success in mitigating. Yeah, it, it's been amazing. And just as you talk about, there will be more fallout as you're talking about. And some of these numbers are astounding of the amount of refugees that, of course, mm-hmm. keep pouring out of Ukraine. And that is going to continue. So there's going to be so many different mm-hmm. effects. Um, Ambassador Kelly Craft. Thank you very, very much. We appreciate your insight on such an important day, and great to have you here, the former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. under President Trump. Thanks for being with us, Ambassador. Thank you very much. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.